Hey friends, if you have a crazy idea for a podcast like we did, the easiest way to get it out into the world is by using Anchor. First of all, it's free and it has all the tools you need to get started. If you don't have a fancy sound booth, no problem. Anchor has built-in recording and editing tools that make it easy to sound professional. Anchor will even take care of distribution to all the podcast platforms. The world needs your stories. What are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Warning. This podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare, a podcast for the Shakespeareanly challenged. And anyone who really enjoys some saucy dick jokes. Teachers, we might insult you a little bit, sorry. Okay, everybody, enjoy! Hello! 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 There you are! There I is! There you are! There I am! Hi, I'm Diana! I'm Erin! And we are... In opposite places of the world. Again. On opposite sides of the pond. Yes. In the English countryside. In the upstate New York countryside. It's not actually upstate New York. I take that back. In the lower Hudson Valley. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful place. It is a beautiful place. Yeah. Hopefully not sweltering so much today. Uh, so far, it's nice, but who can say what's coming down the pike? Uh, it's been know. a little brutal, although this week has been um, better than the week before. Uh. Ooh. 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 <laughs> all, all my narrator friends are like, yeah, it's naked booth time. Naked booth time. Ooh, that's like, exciting. There are, there are some people who have air exchange systems, but the majority of us don't, and so... We try everything we can in the summertime not to be puddles of mush in the booth, but, you know, and sometimes what that means is clothing optional narration. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so if you guys can't picture what the booth looks like, there is a picture of me and Erin on our Instagram feed. So take a look and you'll see that the booth is like lined with fuzzy stuff that looks like blankets and so it's like oh being enveloped in a blanket in the middle of the summer yeah. <laughs> not so not ideal not ideal not ideal yeah. No. yeah so here we are at episode 47 yeah we're closing in on 50 that'll be an exciting milestone Woo. Yay. Woo. we should Woo. do it we should do like a a toast or something that that episode definitely for sure yeah that's a huge achievement drunk narration drunk narration that will be wonderful it worked out well last time i feel i feel that it did too <laughs> yes yes all right it's a date not narration podcasting <laughs> what am i podcasting. talking about drunk you, podcasting you have so many jobs you know <laughs> so let's talk about the word yeah the word. The besides, word. besides the word that Mac can't seem to say, murder. murder. Yeah, he can't. But he finally to. did say it. He finally did. But also in this scene, there are places where like they avoid it, they avoid it, they avoid it, and then it becomes bam, end of the line. Yeah. Whoa, yikes! Yeah. Everybody's scared. Yeah. But, so it's cool. So watch out for that every time it happens. Yeah. But guys. now in this first bit, the word is equivocation what does that mean Aaron? oh boy (sighs) dictionary definition of equivocation (laughs) equivocation is when you say one thing but you sort of hedge your bets right so it's like i'm gonna tell you this thing but i'm also gonna tell you this thing Right? And they're not the same thing. Yeah. I was looking at it and it says there's a blur be- there's a blur of the boundary between truth and falsehood. Yeah. So it's like you can you let the hearer believe what they want to believe. What they want. Right. 
Well, this happens all the time in this play. Oh, yeah. And in our American politics, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that... Well, right, right. So am I telling you an outright lie? Right. No. If I'm leaving out really important pieces of information and just sh cherry-picking certain things? Right. I'm telling you the truth. Is that a lie? It's not all of the truth, but it's much of the truth, right? Or a piece of yeah, the truth. Yeah, maybe not even much. We do that all the time yeah. in this freaking country, except, you know, except for certain politicians who just outright lie, yes. who just lie and lie and lie and then, uh, and then are mad when they're called out for lying. But then there are other ones, the more mainstream ones. I don't care what side of the aisle they're on. They all do this. They all cherry pick. I'm going to talk about this thing. But it's but there's like nuance and and complications around this thing, whatever it happens to be, that I'm not no. going to talk about at all. Because I need to only talk about the things that serve the purpose that I'm trying to achieve. Right. 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 So I'm just going to share with you the cherry-picked nugget and and pretend that that's the truth. So you're going to hear this crazy character, the porter, talk about the great equivocator. And there was actually a character who was part of the gunpowder plot. Which we've talked about. Yeah, which we've talked about a bit, right? And it was mm -hmm. this Jesuit priest... And Jesuits were problematic. <laughs> um, were they? Because now we think of them as like learned, like they're the most intellectual of the Catholic groupings, right? Jesuits yes. become involved in higher education often, right? Right. So for the for the governments of the time in the like Elizabethan times and the medieval times, Jesuits were a problem because they were advocating for you know educating more of the public that kind of uh -oh. thing you know like they were yeah so they were a problem um they were trying to get more rights for peasants and things like that so, yeah and so this particular guy father garnett was his name and he was the one who was responsible for kind of or at least they said he was and especially after torturing him they found out that he was right <laughs> put another stone on his chest yeah. and let's see if he tells the truth this time yeah <laughs> but he was the one who was sort of responsible for rounding up that group of men who did the gunpowder plot who were trying to kill king james so he was tortured and killed. And yeah. um, so this is another place in the play where Shakespeare is putting in a direct reference to current events that were happening right then during James's reign, the early parts of James's reign. Yeah. Yeah. So this reference would have caused a big buzz in the in the room, you know, like they've just they've just watched or they've just heard about a king get murdered. Right. Yeah. And then he puts a direct reference to the gunpowder plot right into the play. So yeah. it's really, it would be very like, oh, buzz, 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 all over the theater when they watch this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Can you imagine? Right? And Jesuits actually perfected this whole technique of teaching people how to say what would get them, you know, what would make them safe in a mm. scary, scary society. Mm -hmm. Right? So how do you talk to people who are coming to torture you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of How thing. do you talk to people who are coming to torture you? Yeah, you tell we, them just enough truth that doesn't get you in trouble. That's going right? to be a skill we're all going to need. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I hate to say that, but I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to get me without a fight. <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful of what you say. Yeah, I know. I'm never careful about what I say, so hence I'll be on the <laughs> torturing rack. <laughs> it's too late for me. I think I've already incriminated myself badly. <laughs> yeah, so what's a porter? A this porter? Is the first guy we're going to meet. So it, a porter, we, we might think of more like a a butler or a footman or something like that, right? So it's not a butler because it's not that elevated a position. It's like janitor, house helper, uh, 
door opener, uh, you know. Yeah. General household help. Yeah. Carrying. Carrier shit. of Yeah, things. we have porters at airports, right? There's those kind of yes. porters who carry yeah. stuff. So, yeah. And he's yeah. kind of the only comical character in the play. And we need him yeah. desperately right now, right after this horrifying dagger scene, right? Right. So, yeah. Right. And he, he, he'll tell, uh, Macduff is the guy that he lets in, and he's going to tell him that, yeah, we were drinking, man. We just, like, so drunk. Ah. Right? <laughs> so he, he's awakened by the same knocking as, as frightened Macbeth and Lady. And he, and he yeah. for a moment or two there, he thinks he hallucinates that he's the porter of hell. And he's letting in all these people. And so he he pretends to let them in, or maybe he actually thinks he's letting them in. Because that's an interesting theme, right? Is the whole, we talked about um, sleeplessness and one of the factors being hallucination, right? Yeah, right. So if he hasn't slept a lot, you know, if he's only slept an hour or something and he's waking up out of that, he doesn't know what's real and what's not. He's probably still drunk, too. You know how that happens when you're really hammered and you go to sleep and you wake up an hour later, you're still and drunk. you're still drunk, and that's bad. That is very bad. But also, I don't know. I guess I, I never thought it, he could really believe it. I, I, have to, I have to sit with that for a second. I always thought it was kind of... He was making fun. Yeah. But what if he does? What if he thinks he's waking up in a nightmare, which is also a theme that we've just heard about, right? Yeah, right. Banquo having nightmares, Mac having nightmares. Right. So Porter could too. Yeah. Right? And we It's the laugh- soup they're swimming in. Right. And yeah. we laugh at stuff because we think it's funny, but and and because but it's painful and horrible to the person who's expressing it, right? But isn't that what clowning is? Yeah, that's what clowning is. So he's terrified. And he happens to also be drunk. So we think it's funny, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. This is a tough one to pull off. I think there are a lot of porters who fall flat because it's a it's a tough speech. It is. Well, and it's long. Yeah. You got to find all the dirty bits. You got to find the erection and flaccid penis. You got to find the peeing. You got to find you got to find all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that stuff comes after, after he lets in Mac, you know, but the seeing characters is tough if you don't, I think you have to be really clear on who they are, right? Yeah. Yep. So he lets in three different characters, a farmer, an equivocator, we already talked about him, and the tailor. And I read something interesting that was saying that all of these three characters are aspects of Mac. Yeah. The farmer is expecting more than he's due. Uh So he kills himself and he's a suicide. Uh Interesting. Yeah. Well, we know about suicides, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not allowed into heaven. Yeah. Equivocator not speaking truth, right? He just had this whole weird scene with Banquo where he was really not speaking truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the tailor cheating to get more than he deserves. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. So we'll talk about it a little bit more. And then we're going to talk about then all of the characters come in after Macduff goes screaming through the castle that somebody's been murdered. And that's a really interesting scene, too. Like, how are they looking around at each other? Right. The old who done it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. There's no butler. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. There's right. no butler. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> We have no Nespa. <laughs> Hershey's will have to do. <laughs> so that's Murder by Death, you guys, which is a, I think, hilarious movie. I tried to make my kids yeah. watch it. They were like, um, but they don't get the they don't get the references to all the movie detectives because they didn't watch those movies, yeah. you know. Yeah. But Tim Curry. Oh my Brilliant. god. Yeah. So. Look that one up. It's fun. All right. Shall we? Act two, scene three. Act two, scene three. Bunch of knocking. Here we go. I'm going to be the knocking. Here's a knocking indeed. If a man were porter of Hellgate, he should have a hole turning the key. 
So he would get old letting so many people in to hell, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's imagining himself or likening himself, at least, to the porter of hell. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there in the name of Beelzebub? You guys know Beelzebub is the devil, right? Yeah. And I learned that he's a devil. The name was derived from a Philistine god, however. Huh. And that later he was equated. He would In the Jewish tradition, he was made into a, a massive demon because the Philistines were, you know, the enemy. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. And now he's equated with Satan. Right. So the first person he lets in is farmer. Here's a farmer that hanged himself on the expectation of plenty. Come in, time. Have napkins now about you. Here, you'll sweat for it. So napkins, handkerchiefs? Yeah, you need to have something to mop up all the sweat that you're going <laughs> to be drowning in when you're in hell. Yeah, okay. Here, you'll sweat for it. You, you sweat for your sins. And then the expectation of plenty is like he was counting his chickens. He was He was borrowing on credit for plants that hadn't grown yet yeah you know kind of yeah okay here we go knock knock who's there in the other devil's name oh faith here's an equivocator that could swear in both the scales against either scale who committed treason enough for god's sake yet could not equivocate to heaven Oh, come in, equivocator. So he could swear in either scale, right? He 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 could put make the answers way out the way he wanted them to, right? That's what I was saying earlier. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can't do that in front of God, no. right? So he can't get no. into heaven that way, right? So he's obviously going to hell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there? Faith, here's an English tailor. Come hither for stealing out of a French hose. Come in, tailor. Here you may roast your goose. So this one's funny. It's very layered because we got to remember this is a Scottish man, right? We're in Scotland. Right. So here's yeah. a Scottish man making fun of an Englishman who's trying to cheat a Frenchman. Right, so, right. <laughs> it's very layered. <laughs> and French hose were like tight-fitting pants, whereas before the English had these loose breeches, you know, that where they had a lot of room in them. So if a tailor mm. wanted to cheat a little bit and cut, you know, the pants a little slimmer, it was okay. He could get away with it. But not when you're making French hose and the guy gets in his pants and he splits it all open, right? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so he's trying to skimp on it and he can't get away with it, right? And roast your goose? Warm your ass! Warm your ass! <laughs> That's where they get the term goose. You know, somebody gave you a goose as they pinched your butt, right? Yeah. Yep. So here you can warm your ass. All right. And also stealing out of a French hose, sorry, is also like putting your hand in somebody's pants, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So especially the French were, you know. Yeah. Well, we know those French. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lighten mm -hmm. their loafers, those little, mm -hmm. yeah, pansy mm -hmm. boys. Anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what the Scots would think for sure. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Scots wouldn't be wearing high heels just, you know, even if it was the most fashionable thing in the world. They'd be like, ah! Yeah. And that's right. And I don't even have any pants. So there. <laughs> knock, knock, never at quiet. What are you? But this place is too cold for hell. I'll devil porter it no further. I had thought to have let in some of all professions that go the primrose way to the everlasting bonfire. Yeah, so this is not the first time we've heard primrose path right we heard that in hamlet yeah. between ophelia and laertes yeah primrose path yeah. of dalliance right so what does it mean mm -hmm. well it's a pretty little path that leads you down 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 and suddenly you realize oh hell 
I'm in a bad place. I'm in hell. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, dear. I've been looking at the pretty flowers, not paying attention. Yeah. Super famous phrase for having an intention of doing something and finding out that that intention led you into a bad place. Yep. And so finally, he led somebody in, and he actually sticks his hand out for a tip here. That's what it means <laughs> to remember the porter. Anon, anon, I pray you remember the porter. Was it so late, friend, ere you went to bed that you do lie so late? Yeah, so he's like, what the fuck? How long, you know, why are you so fucking slow? And disheveled. Yeah. Right? Yes. He's all This rumbled. is Macduff talking, by the way. And Macduff speaks in verse because he's a nobleman, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. He speaks in verse, but then the porter doesn't pick that rhythm up at all because he doesn't understand it. And right? he's drunk. And he's drunk. So he doesn't finish. Macduff leaves him an opening. He leaves him half a line. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> Faith, sir, we were carousing till the second cock. It's your favorite word, Aaron. You just said your favorite oh, just... word. <laughs> I like, and I also like the second cock. It's the second time the rooster crows. So I don't know what is that, 2 a.m. or is it dawn twice? I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> who could say? <laughs> but I also feel like two cocks in a room, like we were drinking so hard that guys didn't even know whether men were men or sheep or girls or what. <laughs> they just started fucking. They didn't everyone know the difference. Everyone was fucking everyone. Yeah. And then he goes on to, he wants to keep Macduff there. Maybe Macduff hasn't given him his tip, right? (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, oh, by the way. And drink, sir, is a great provoker of three things. What three things does drink especially provoke? Yeah, and I think this also has the sense of letting the scene be a little casual and a little funny until they discover what happens, right? Yeah. Marry, sir. Nose painting, sleep, and urine. So those are the three things that drink, right? You, your nose gets red when you you have to sleep and you have to pee. But then he's going to go on. Lechery, sir, it provokes and unprovokes. What's lechery? Lechery is um, sexual... Um hunger it is like you think of lechery it is is a bad connotation for sex right it's not like it's not like good sexual attraction it's like icky sexual attraction right yeah like luring and yeah like inappropriate 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 lust lechery sir it provokes and unprovokes it provokes a desire but it takes away the performance. Therefore, much drink may be said to be an equivocator with lecture. <laughs> so in that sense, it like makes a guy believe that he could do the deed, but he really can't. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> and since McDuff doesn't react, the porter's going to run with this yeah. in a big way. So he's got all of these antitheses, guys, which is basically like him saying, it's hard, it's not hard. It's hard, it's not hard. <laughs> right? It's all a penis yeah. in this. It makes him and it mars him. It sets him on and it takes him off. It persuades him and disheartens him. Makes him stand too. And not stand too. So as many ways as you can think of to show hard penises, go for it if you're doing this speech. It's hilarious. In conclusion, equivocates him in a sleep and giving him the lie leaves him. I believe drink gave thee the lie last night. Oh, that it did, sir. In the very throat on me. But I requited him for his lie. And I think... Being too strong for him, though he took up my legs sometime. I had I made a shift to cast him. What? So those, <laughs> those, those are wrestling terms, like men wrestling. You know, took up his legs is like tripped yeah, him yeah. up, right? Shift to cast him is a is a wrestling you know move to get your shoulder out from under yeah. a guy. So that's why I think that that above idea makes sense about like 
Maybe they were all fucking yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> and Macduff says, is thy master stirring? Our knocking has awaked him. Here he comes. And Lennox says, good morrow, noble sir. Good morrow, both. Is the king stirring, worthy thane? Not yet. He did command me to call timely on him. I've almost slipped the hour. I'll bring you to him. I know this is a joyful trouble to you, but yet tis one. The labor we delight in physics pain. This is the door. I'll so, make, yeah, go ahead. That was awkward. That was an awkward <laughs> conversation. Right? Yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so timely just means early. So Macduff was commanded to come early and wake up the king. And he's, yep. he's almost late. Yeah. But that's ironic, right? I've almost slipped the hour you did. You came too late, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's a joyful trouble to you, meaning like hosting the king. Yeah. Is both a joy and a difficulty, right? Yeah. And the physics means is a remedy. So the labor that we have is a remedy for that pain, right? We, yes. we don't mind. It's okay. Yeah. And then he can't go in the door. He's like, here's the door. He doesn't want to actually like open the door. And I mean, he could go in and say, good morning, your majesty. Yeah. But he doesn't want to do that. And Macduff must think yeah. that's weird, right? Macduff says, I'll make so bold to call, for tis my limited service. And he leaves. And Lennox said, says, goes the king hence today? He does. He did a point so. And Lennox says, the night has been unruly where we lay. Our chimneys were blown down. And as they say, lamentings heard in the air. Strange screams of death and prophesying with accents terrible of dire... Com Shut up, Benvolio! Oh, my God. Wolf. Wolf. That's, that's, those are the strange screams of death and prophesying <laughs> with accents terrible of dire combustion and confused events. No hatch to the woeful time. The obscure bird clamored the live-long night. Some say the earth was feverous and did shake. Twas a rough night. So Macbeth cuts him off. He's like, okay, all right, I get, I it. get it. I get it. <laughs> that goddamn I get owl. it. <laughs> he's like, he's like the master of the obvious. Twas a rough night. Yeah. Right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. And Lennox says. So there were so there were screams in the air, right? Yeah. And there was he says, lamentings heard prophesying with accents terrible i'm like wow did they hear the witches like well i think they're all swimming in that in that soup i do i think everything is weird and no one can sleep and everything is tainted with this thing yeah and i think it must have been though even before that because we talked about like what kind of kingdom is this where the people rebel right so things things what kind of kingdom is this that you know, already had all these rebellions. Things yeah. are happening, right? Yeah. And then the obscure bird is the owl. It's obscure because we don't Can't see, it. see it. Yeah, we, we can hear we it. Hear it. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then the earth shook, so there were earthquakes. Holy crap! I don't know if we've talked about the great chain of being, have we? No. Oh, so this is an Elizabethan concept that there were hierarchies of every kind of species, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And and even of every kind of idea and stuff, right? So like the king is at the top of the human hierarchy, mm -hmm. right? And yep. then the the realm is at the top of the 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 communities right so the whole yeah. the kingdom is so the king equals the kingdom right he's on the same level in terms of hierarchy mm -hmm. like and then god is at the top and then there are the angels right like so they're different and then the you know the snake is at the bottom of the the reptiles and so there's all these different hierarchies so the top things are equal right so yeah. if the king is diseased or hurt the kingdom is also hurt Right. So he's yes. he's remarking on all of the things that have been happening in the kingdom that night. And it's like this foreshadowing for shit. Well, what happened with the king? Right. Right. Because as goes the king, so goes the kingdom. As goes the kingdom, so goes the king. Right. 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 Really interesting um, way yeah. to look at the world. Yeah. That they had there. 
Yeah, it was a rough night. <laughs> yeah, Lennox says, my young remembrance cannot parallel a fellow to it. In other words, I can't ever remember a night like this. And if he's young and he's only known Duncan as king, then sure. He's, right. He's never seen a king replaced. Yeah. Right. And Macduff, oh, horror, horror, horror. Tongue nor heart cannot conceive nor name thee. What's the matter? What's the matter? Confusion now hath made his masterpiece. Most sacrilegious murder hath broke ope the Lord's anointed temple and stole thence the life of the building. So that's some obscure talk right there, right? I mean, he had that word murder and it was stuck in the middle of a line, right? Yeah, so confusion now hath made his masterpiece. That means anything that was meant to upset humans has been superseded by this thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is the most horrible. Most upsetting and horrible. And he's got horror three times, right? Yeah. So some sacred, gigantic event has just happened. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he compares him to Christ, the Lord's anointed temple, right? And stolen yeah. thence the life of the building, so the life of the, the structure, which was the body of the king. Right. Yeah. Oof. And so they're completely confused, I think, for a moment. Macbeth isn't, obviously, but Lennox definitely is. Because there's four beats of silence. Macbeth, Macduff leaves it open, and they're like, what? What's yeah, what are you on? talking about? And, and, and Macbeth has to pretend to be confused, too. Of course, yeah. yeah. Macbeth is probably also confused at his speech, because he's like, that was so obscure. <laughs> 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 I, I'm not quite sure how to respond. Yeah. And he says... What is to you say? The life? I mean you his majesty? <laughs> yeah. That's a shared line. I is it? You know, are those two shared line or is one of them shared with Macduff? Like it's really, it's starting to get really awkward. Yeah. And Macduff says, approach the chamber and destroy your sight with a new Gorgon. Do not bid me speak. See, and then speak yourselves. Awake, awake. Good. The Gorgon? What's a Gorgon? Um, Medusa's a Gorgon. Yeah. So, and what happened when you look at the face of Medusa is you, you turn, turn to stone. And, yeah. So yeah. he says, if you go in that room, you will turn to stone. You won't believe it. You won't be able to move. Right? Yeah. You'll yeah, be yeah. so shocked and horrified. Yeah. And then he goes running through the house or the courtyard screaming. Ring the alarm and bell, murder and treason, Banquo and Donald Bain Malcolm, awake! Shake off this drowsy sleep, death's counterfeit, and look on death itself. Up, up, and see the great doom's image. Malcolm, Banquo, as from your graves rise up and walk like sprites to countenance this horror. Ring the bell! So awesome. Death's counterfeit, right, is the... the Pretend, pretend death which right. is sleep didn't lady mac just have that whole conversation in the previous scene right so and he's also talking about malcolm and banquo being like pretending as if they're in their graves because they're pretend you know they're asleep which is pretend death right right mm -hmm. countenance just means face it face this horror get out of your beds and look at it yeah yeah and lady macbeth comes in What's the business that such a hideous trumpet calls to parley the sleepers of the house? Speak, speak. And Macduff says, oh, gentle lady, tis not for you to hear what I can speak. The repetition in a woman's ear would murder as it fell. And then he says, oh, bang, 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 Yeah. And so it's like he hides that word murder again in the middle of a, yeah. of a line. Right. Yeah. And if yeah. if he and Lady Mac are sharing that line, that's a that's a three beat extra line. Like it's like, whoa, lots of stuff. So upset. Right. Yeah. And then Banquo comes yeah. in. Oh, Banquo, Banquo, our royal masters murdered. Lady Mac. Whoa. Alas. What in our house? Yeah. So there's the word murder again. And it's like she hit it in the middle of the line by adding yeah. Yeah, yeah. adding her two beats. Whoa, alas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She smothered that word into the middle of the line. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says, in our house, like, <laughs> it's bad that it happened here. <laughs> right. And Banquo's like, um, <laughs> excuse me? And Banquo, too cruel anywhere. 
Dear Duff, I prithee, contradict thyself and say it is not so. And then there's four beats of silence. So Macduff cannot say it is not so because he would be lying and equivocating, right? Right. And here comes Macbeth, Lennox, and Ross, who have all gone into the room to see what happened to Duncan, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I talked about like how it would be interesting what happens there. If you go into a room where someone's been murdered, do you imagine there's blood everywhere? Well, it depends on how they've been murdered, but yes. Yeah. There's probably blood everywhere, especially if Lady Mac went in and spread it all over the guys and stuff, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So if... And if you're... they slit his throat... Yeah, then there's it's spurting. It's spurting. Uh, yeah. So I would imagine that anyone who walks in that room cannot come out not stained somehow. So yeah. they're going to have some blood on them somewhere. Right. So wouldn't that be interesting if all of these people are coming out of this room with blood somewhere on their hands, on their face, somewhere, maybe they reached out to embrace the king like, oh, my God, no. Right. And they're covered in it. Then you don't know who the murderer is. Right. There's people covered in blood everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the first thing Macbeth comes out and says is an absolute truth. Had I but died an hour before this chance, I had lived a blessed time. So he's fucking wishing he had died an hour ago, right? Yeah, because then he wouldn't have done this. He wouldn't have done it. And he would have been, literally lived a blessed time. He could have gone to heaven. A little bit of purgatory, maybe, you know, (laughs) gone to heaven. Gone to heaven because he did the right thing for his king and country all of his life until this last hour. Yeah. Right? For from this instant, there's nothing serious in mortality. All is but toys. Renown and grace is dead. Mm. So I think I think he doesn't even fucking want this crown. All is but toys. It's just nothing. It's, an, it's a piece of fucking nothing. Yeah. Right? There's nothing important worth living for. So if you take him at his word, he is speaking truth. It's real for him. Yeah. This is what he absolutely feels. So is he a villain? No. He's a man who made a huge mistake. Yep. Huge. Yep. And he tells us right here. So upsetting. The wine of life is drawn and the mere lees is left this vault to brag of. This vault being the covering of the sky. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, the lees are the little dregs, the sediment. That's all that's left of what we have in this life. Yeah. Wow. And in come the two sons. What is amiss? You are and do not know it. The spring, the head, the fountain of your blood is stopped. The very source of it is stopped. And Macduff says, your royal father's murdered. Malcolm, oh, by whom? Lennox, those of his chamber, as it seemed, had done it. Their hands and faces were all badged with blood. So were their daggers, which, unwiped, we found upon their pillows. They stared and were distracted. No man's life was to be trusted with them. Oh, yet I do repent me of my fury that I did kill them. Macduff, wherefore did you so? Yeah. So Macbeth met up with the guys and killed them right there where they were, the two guards. Yeah? Yeah. So. Who Lady Mac drugged. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's going to make his case for why. And when we're done with the speech, we need to look at the line endings for this because it's really wild. Who can be wise, amazed, temperate and furious, loyal and neutral in a moment? No man. The expedition of my violent love outrun the pauser reason. Here lay Duncan, his silver skin laced with his golden blood and his gashed stabs looked like a breach in nature for ruin's wasteful entrance. There the murderers, steeped in the colors of their trade, their daggers unmannerly breached with gore. Who could refrain that had a heart to love and in that heart 
courage to make his love known. It's a good argument about why you would be overcome and and have to kill the motherfuckers right there on the spot. Yeah, if it seems as it did seem so obvious that they were the ones there holding bloody daggers, they're covered in blood before they even got in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, who, who, what guy who loved his king? Wouldn't have done the same. Wouldn't have done this, right? Yeah. But notice, so there's all these um, extra beats on the end of lines, uh, mm-hmm. on the word furious, on the word Duncan, because he has to say the name of his victim, mm-hmm. right? On the word, uh, uh, that whole, and his gash stabs looked like a breach in nature. It's so chewy and weird, that line. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Repetition. gash stabs. Gash yeah. stabs. Repetition Ooh. of sounds, weird, right? Mm-hmm. For ruins, wasteful entrance. So, so it's like the holes that were poked in him let his the ruin of his body enter him, right? Yeah, yeah. crazy. And then the murderers. Ooh, bad word. Extra, extra beat there because he's like, that's who we were, right? Yeah. And then daggers. It's an extra beat because that's the weapon. Yeah. Like he's laying it all out for them there. So look at these line endings. Furious man, love Duncan. Yeah. Blood, nature, murderers, daggers, refrain, heart. Yikes. Poor guy. He is struggling so much here, right? Yeah. Because this is the real him. This is. If I had known who, right? If I had known who murdered Duncan, I would have killed them in a second. Yep. And then it's almost like he's daring other people yeah. to come at me, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Come at me. Yeah. Yeah. And Lady sees what he's doing. Lady sees his. He's almost about to. Yeah, right. So she way. says, help me, Henzo. And, and she faints. Faints in right? quotes there. She faints. <laughs> yeah. And Macduff. I think it's a fake. Right. And Macduff. It's a diversion tactic. Right. right? And Macduff, look to the lady. And Malcolm aside. So everybody to turns to <laughs> right? Lady Macbeth, right? Yeah. So this is definitely an aside. I mean, because Malcolm and Donald Bain are left, you know, standing on their own, yeah. right? Yeah. So everybody turns to see what happened. She fainted. Yeah. Mac is let off the hook. What if everybody was sort of circling Mac and like walking in towards him as he said that speech? And then she causes this, whoa, diversion tactic yeah. and everybody breaks up, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It could yeah. be really, really dramatic, interesting, you know, things going on there. Right. And the only people who wouldn't, well, no, that's not true. I was going to say the only people who wouldn't have blood on them would be Lady Mac and Malcolm and Donald Bain. And Banquo. I don't think Banquo went in. Oh, and he Banquo. Did, he didn't yeah. get a chance to go in there yet. Yeah. But Macduff, Ross, Lennox, Mac all have blood on their hands. I would think. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Malcolm and Donovan looking around the circle like fucking everybody's bloody. What the fuck? Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And Malcolm says, why do we hold our tongues that most may claim this argument for ours? Yeah. So he's like, I should speak up because this, I'm king now. Right. I'm supposed to be right. king now. Yeah. yeah. And Donovan's like, fuck no, shut up. What should be spoken here, where our fate, hid in the auger hole, may rush and seize us? Let's away. Our tears are not yet brewed. So he's going to clarify this later, but he means like any one of these people could be the murderer. And if we say anything, they could just turn and stab us. Or maybe they've, or maybe they've all agreed on this, right? Yeah. Like we right. don't know. Right. Uh, and Malcolm says, nor our strong sorrow upon the foot of motion. Yeah, so it's like their sorrows have not yet actually truly moved them to big emotion and fi- and figure out what they're going to do, right? Yeah, right. And then Banquo, look to the lady. I like that he repeats that in a way because is it a warning? Like who's he speaking to? Oh, do you think he has an inkling? Yeah, he's like, why did she do that right there? What is she? doing everyone else is covered in blood what's her deal yeah huh right like maybe the least obvious thing he knows how much she's devoted to her husband right yeah 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 so i think it's kind of interesting that it might could be a warning yeah maybe depending on who he's talking to is he talking to mcduff right yeah yeah and then lady Macbeth's carried out and 
Banquo continues, and when we have our naked frailties hid, so no, they're not naked, they didn't whip it out, they're crying. <laughs> they're right? crying, right? Naked frailties, right? Our naked frailties, grown men crying. Yeah. When we have our naked frailties hid that suffer in exposure, let us meet and question this most bloody piece of work. To know it further, fears and scruples shake us. In the great hand of God I stand, and thence, against the undivulged pretense I fight of treasonous malice. Did he just fucking carve a line in the sand? Sure did. I'm on the side of God. I'm on the side of God. Maybe he's staring Max straight in the face. Could be. Could be. And Macduff. And so do I. And he finishes his line, so Macduff is in that camp, too. Yep. If you drew a line in the sand, I'm on your side. And everybody else kind of, uh, so, so, so all. So right? all. Yeah. Oh, so all. Macbeth, let's briefly put on manly readiness and meet in the hall together. Well contented. Well contented. And everybody leaves except for the brothers. What will you do? Let's not consort with them. To show an unfelt sorrow is an office which the false man does easy. I'll to England. Yeah, so is there anybody trustworthy that he no, can see? No, none. No. None. No. He doesn't know what Banquo's agenda is. Banquo was right. equally praised by his father, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. And Donalmain, to Ireland, I, our separated fortune shall keep us both the safer. Where we are, there's daggers in men's smiles. The near in blood, the nearer bloody. <laughs> so, like, the closer they are to succession to the throne, the more they should be suspected. Right. Right. And there's and so daggers. Saying, yeah, and he's saying that for them, too. Like, we need to get out of here because they're going to start suspecting us. Right. Right. Yep, also, yep, so it's yep. really layered. Yeah, daggers in men's smiles. Like, I can't trust any of these guys. Not any of them. And Malcolm says, this murderous shaft that shot hath not yet lighted, and our safest way is to avoid the aim, therefore to horse, and let us not be dainty of leave-taking, but shift away. There's warrant in that theft which steals itself when there's no mercy left. Because they could be, they, they could be just murdered outright for the next person in line to take the throne, or... They could be set up as to take the fall for the murder. There's so many different convoluted ways this could go. So let us not take time and be, you know, say our goodbyes. We're doing an Irish exit here. Boop. <laughs> Out. Out. There's warrant in that theft. So they're stealing away, mm -hmm. right? The theft. That's the theft. And you got to get yourself to safety. But it's also like steal yourself. You know that expression, steal mm -hmm. yourself, like prepare yourself mm -hmm. for the worst thing. Because the worst thing, being exiled from your country is a terrible thing. Yeah. Right? Yep. They're, they're off to England and Ireland. Do they have friends there? Who can say? Probably not if they're Scots. But they might. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? And I don't think we see Donald Bain ever no. again. No. Nope. Ooh, rough one. Fun one. Fun one, yeah. Yeah. I like I like imagining the picture of it. Like where they all are in the space. Well that's a paper idea. Right there. I mean, it's a weird one, but I like it. And that would be that to stay to, in your paper to stage this scene and how depending on what you do with your actors how that changes everything, right? So, like... Yeah, like how you can emphasize certain things right. with body language, yeah. right? Yeah, and whether yeah. or not everybody's bloody and, you know, whether or not people are circling back. Like, you, you could play with it and imagine different ways of doing it as a paper. Yeah. Yeah, lay it out like a director's plot. Yeah. List, you know, like how would I rehearse this scene? Yeah. In different ways and see what I like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That could be fun. Would be fun. Very fun. <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right. So next. Next. 
Mac is elected king by whoever's left over. They're like, ooh, Ma Malcolm and Donald Bain ran away. They must be guilty. Mm -hmm. And so they look around and they go, Macbeth, he's our greatest hero. Let's have him. And he's a relation. And he's a relation. So he's doubly recommended. Recommended. He's been approved for the post. Approved <laughs> for the post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, this is the porter bidding you farewell. <laughs> urine. Urine. <laughs> urine. Yes. I'm off to relieve myself. <laughs> All right, darling. All right. Thank you. I'm Diana. Thank you, us. I'm, I'm, I'm not done talking. Oh, talk some I'm, more. I miss you. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that's all I want to say. <laughs> no, I was so I was saying okay, goodbye to our in. audience. Yeah. Okay, bye. Audience. Okay, bye, audience. Thank you for continuing to listen. Yeah. Rate review. Oh, and now, now, so I discovered this after you told me, Diana. I went to my Audible page, and on my Audible page, there is fuck Shakespeare. Yeah. So you can leave. A review on Audible. Yay, now. do it, do it, do it. Yeah, because it's part of Amazon Music. That's our latest development. Woohoo! 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 Yeah. Woo. All right. Yeah, so actual reviews. Please. Stars are fine, Please. But, but reviews are good. Please. You know who you are. We love you. We love you. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Uh, Ciao. All right, so uh, I'm Marin. And I'm Diana. And this is. This is Fuck knock knock Shakespeare. Knock knock. Shakespeare. Yeah. Fuck Shakespeare. Yeah. Fuck Shakespeare. Knock Shakespeare. Knock. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. <laughs>